0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Bikini Things. You've got your girl Laura here in the home studio doing a solo episode and today I'm going to be talking about finding your balance with life, competing, and everything that comes with. Join me. Ready to chat, ramble, go on tangents, whatever you want to call it, about balance and finding your balance. So what does that really look like or what does that mean? That's It's kind of a vague term because what I've realized over time as I've gotten to know more competitors, more female adult friends outside of school, outside of college, is that balance looks different to everyone, right? We've got different constraints, different commitments, different family situations, work situations on our hands. And so finding what is going to work in your life, managing all of those things, and how much time you might need for yourself is a little different for everyone. So being someone without children, you know, I am a pug mom, but not an actual mom of any human children. I don't have maybe as much on my plate. I can't really speak to that. I I don't really know what comes with having kids, but I imagine it's got to be a lot. So with that in mind, I still am someone who fills my schedule quite a bit. Uh, even today. I just I just wrapped up my Sunday evening check-in calls with my clients. And this morning, I had a few posing clients. Yesterday, I was working the muscle contest. And then Monday through Friday, I was working my full-time job in squeezing and some posing and training clients throughout the week. So there is definitely a lot on my plate. But at the same time, my point with sharing all of this is that each, each and every one of us is a little different. I am not a person who needs a lot of downtime. I'm not a person who likes to sit around doing nothing don't get me wrong once in a blue moon it's really nice to have a day like that where I've got no set plans I can kind of go about my life or you know my errands is usually what ends up happening at a leisurely pace or sometimes every once in a while just sitting on the couch watching movies and my PJs on a weekend can be really great but again, that only happens once maybe every several months for me personally. Some people need a day like that every single week to stay grounded, to stay on top of everything they've got going on in their life, to stay mentally balanced. So keep in mind that we're all a little different. As someone who has a full-time job and now as a pro bikini competitor, I understand and I accept that there is more work on my plate. There's more to do day to day to be successful in everything that I'm trying to accomplish. And I'm here for it. I am ready every single day to step up to that plate. And don't get me wrong, there are days where I'm tired or I wish maybe I could find a little more room for myself, but there are definitely some big goals that I'm working towards. So I'm happy to accept that my balance is more shifted towards work, competing, constantly doing things, working hard, pushing towards my goals and, and knowing that I'm going to be really happy later down the road and, and that I'm you know not going to be satisfied until I see my goals accomplished. So we're all a little different. I tend to be on the extreme side. And that kind of brings me to my next point is that you've got to be realistic with yourself. So based on what you're trying to do in your life, again, this is different for everyone. Maybe you're just trying to graduate from college, get a bachelor's degree. Maybe you're in high school, maybe you're trying to do your first bikini prep and you're working full time or maybe you're trying to compete and you're a mom and you work or you're a stay at home mom and your child care is a huge part of your day. There's always things to balance, but be realistic with yourself in terms of the work that's required and what things are actually going to look like when you plan them out to achieve and to maintain all the things that you have in your life. So super successful people, if you look at the top Olympians, bikini pros, Olympic athletes, things like that, you know, people who are successful in business and in life, like someone like Elon Musk supposedly slept on the floor, sleeps on the floor of his uh, his shop all the time, would work for 20 plus hours a day at times. Super successful people typically do not have much balance, much work-life balance that is So if your goal is to become a bikini pro, is to become a bikini Olympian, to win a bikini competition, understand that that goal is not going to allow you maybe the type of balance that you actually want in your life. So make sure that your goals and what you're willing to accept and what you're willing to do and what you're willing to put in are all aligned. No one is forcing you to compete. It's something we do for fun. It's something we do to push ourselves to be competitive outside of high school and collegiate sports and things like that. So understand that nobody's forcing you to do it. And if you're not willing and able to show up and do the work, don't be disappointed when things don't materialize the way you want. For me personally, when I started competing in 2017, I was very thin, partially I had a very extreme diet my first year or so competing. My calories were extremely low. So I think that played a role as well uh, because I did have some pretty successful off seasons my first year or two as well. But I knew I knew being so skinny, it was going to be a long road to build enough muscle to be competitive as a six foot tall bikini athlete. And I I accepted it over time. It, it took me a while to realize how far I really needed to progress to be a pro bikini athlete or to have the physique of a pro bikini athlete. And each time I had these realizations, I accepted it. And I rolled my sleeves up and I figured out ways to balance work, to balance any other side hustles, gigs, friendships, things like that as best I could. If anything, those that know me well Uh, The thing that tended to go out the window is a little bit of a personal life. I definitely uh, started shying away more from dating, I would say, around 2018 and on. It just was something that became a low priority, and I found it really difficult to try to date and also compete and put my 100% into competing while dating. And people might say, oh, it's not so extreme, da-da-da-da, but here's the thing is I really don't drink much alcohol at all, because it's not good for muscle building. It's very counterproductive. And so what happens when you go out on a first date or second date, or you're trying to get to know someone, especially in a beach area where I live near Newport beach in Orange County, California, people really like to drink. They like to party and it can be kind of difficult when you're so focused. When I was so motivated and willing to do anything and everything to give myself the best chance to be successful, to make improvements, you know, on the weekends, going to bed early, getting up early to go back to the gym so I could have my long workout time, not drinking, eating healthy, tracking my macros every day, even in off season, all of those things made it difficult. And so finding a balance or figuring out that balance for myself, a lot of times I was shortchanging my personal life and not everyone can do that for me. I'm a single female, I don't have kids, I don't have a husband to think of or anything like that. So it's kind of easy to be selfish. So maybe in some ways, my situation, my personal situation is a little bit easier than others. But that was the give and take that I was willing to make. And that's how I made it work. And so just understand, if you've got really lofty goals and really big goals, that there's going to be a lot of work required. And that this quote unquote, balance that you're seeking or that you're wanting may not be possible. And and take a hard look in the mirror and be really aware of that. The next point I want to make with finding balance is that time management becomes so crucial, becomes so, so important to making everything work. Everything needs to go on a calendar. You've got to be able to estimate the time that you need for each activity in your day. And if you can't map this out on a calendar, it's going to be very difficult for you to be successful in juggling all the things you might have on your plate i mean just competing alone you've got to do your strength training you've got to do your cardio you've got to prep your meals or at least go somewhere and buy your meals you've got to do your posing practice and then outside of that you likely have a full-time job or some type of job where you're earning money or if you don't maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and you're taking care of children seven days a week So there's always something to do, and if you can't map out things on a calendar, it will be very difficult for you to be consistent, like stubbornly consistent, like just day in, day out for years at a time, consistent. So that is probably one of my biggest tips in terms of life success. Achieving goals, time management is so crucial. I could talk about this forever. To me, it seems very simple, maybe just because I've been doing it so long or because I'm a project manager and so much of my brain and thinking and work time is spent thinking about schedules and calendars and time. So if this is of interest, if I, should, if I should drone on about this more, please let me know. So if you guys want to hear more about this, my tips, how I manage my days, what my individual days look like, let me know. I definitely take on way too much and and a lot of this methodology too or the way I go about it is from a best-selling novel or not novel best-selling fiction book called Getting Things Done or the GTD methodology so it was a bestseller on the New York Times bestseller list for a long time and it gives you some really practical tools on how to set up your office on how to track things that you have to do how to be successful Another, another big tip I would recommend in terms of time management is not only planning out your individual days and your individual weeks, but also trying to do the same types of thing on, a, on an individual day. And if you're mixing a lot of different things that you're doing on the same day, your mental fatigue will be a little higher. So what I mean by that is actually if you can block out an entire day that's really just intended for work or primarily for work or routine tasks or things like that and then you have a separate day that's for your leisure activities and your recovery and your rest and just enjoying life having those two things kind of separated out will actually improve your mental focus and clarity and decrease the likelihood that you're going to be experiencing burnout some other things that would fall into this are big picture planning so maybe you're an entrepreneur uh, and you have a business maybe you're trying to figure out a degree or some type of education you want to pursue in long-term planning. So long-term planning is also something that I would recommend separating out from just your routine, getting stuff done, and also your leisure time because you will be less mentally fatigued. That's getting into the weeds with it a little bit, but I try to do that as much as possible. So if I look at my calendar for the month and I realize, okay, I can take a day every other weekend or maybe one weekend day where I can just chill, I can just enjoy myself. You know, I'll obviously maybe plan out a workout or something like that, but I can just relax. I'll try to block out that entire day for relaxing and then the other day, on a Saturday or Sunday, I'll take that day for my errands, my work stuff, my clients as much as possible so that I know I can rest, recover and recharge as best as possible. Some other things I really, really cannot... Understate or undervalue in terms of finding balance, having a good mental state, good mental health. These last these last two years have been a lot for all of us. I, d- I don't think I'm the only one who from 2020 on, we've been through a lot collectively. We really have. And there's a lot of studies that show that people are still trying to process and still trying to absorb everything that went on over the last two years and so mental health is more important now than ever before and so some things you can do to just help make make everything jive and be as happy as positive as healthy as possible from the inside out are investing in your mental health by first minimizing negative influences in your life so things like alcohol weed junk food social media All of those things are very counterproductive to good mental health. The biggest one that I actually see affect my friends and people I know the most is social media. I have friends that are people I know that are so clearly addicted to Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and they're just constantly so absorbed in it. And I see it, I see it come out in them in terms of anxiety, anxiety restlessness a lack of ability to focus and there are just more and more studies that indicate that social media is really bad for our mental health like recently within the last month I think it came out that Facebook was hiding a study that showed Instagram made uh, middle school age and young girls depressed not that that's surprising that that would make us depressed but that they had studies and they had knowledge of it and that they were hiding it So spending a lot of time on social media, I think, is just a terrible thing. I personally have a really love-hate relationship with Instagram. I like it because I feel like I can stay a little bit up to speed with my friends' lives and what they're doing and what they're up to. It's a great way to find new restaurants and interesting things to do, but it can also be very detrimental Comparison is the thief of joy. I believe many of us have heard that saying before. And that's really the mental state that social media puts you into is this mindset of comparison and this feeling of being less than or never having enough or never being satisfied because it's so easy to go on social media, see someone who looks better than you, who has more material belongings than you, and then all of a sudden you're feeling like man, I'm just such a loser. Why don't I look like that? Why don't I have this? Why don't I have that? Why am I not more successful by now? And it's really, it's a trap. It's a, it's a spiral. It's a spiral that you can find yourself in if you're not careful. And myself, I find myself caught up in this at times where I'll be looking at other competitors or fitness influencers wishing I was prettier. I had longer hair this and that I'm sure people would look at me and think the same thing like man I wish I had Laura's physique or I wish I looked like her right the grass is always greener well each and every one of us can find things that we're not 100% confident in things that we wish were different or better in our lives or different with our body or face whatever it is and so spending too much time just looking at social media is just going to encourage and increase those thoughts One thing in particular I really try to do is I try not to be on Instagram my first hour or two after getting up because I feel like if I can stay off Instagram to start my day and to start my morning, I'm much happier, I'm much more positive, I'm much more focused. And there's also a lot of studies that indicate that too. So if you start your day like within the first hour of your day by scrolling Instagram, it's going to put you in a mindset of comparison, which is typically one of Depression, it's a scarcity mindset, feeling like we lack things. So, even just maybe, maybe if, even if it's not reducing your social media time, maybe it's just shifting the times that you're looking at it and avoiding it first thing in the morning. Other things I believe we all know about that aren't good for us or good for our mental state or junky food, you know, things with really high sugars that affects. Our brain chemistry, the way we eat actually affects our brain chemistry. So a lot of our serotonin, our happy chemicals, they're secreted in our gut. So if you're eating crummy, you're actually going to feel crummy. And there's a scientific reason why. Things like alcohol and weed also affect our brain chemistry. They can increase depression, anxiety. So avoiding those things as well can be very helpful for finding balance And then on the positive side, one thing that can also be very helpful in promoting a good mental state, promoting a feeling of less stress, happiness, contentment is meditation. And it can be very hard to do. There's a lot of ways to do it. So there's definitely guided meditation apps and websites and things like that on YouTube, on your smartphone, you can find I was in a pretty nice routine of meditating. I would say for about the first four months of this year, and then once I started prepping, the meditation time in the mornings kind of got replaced with early morning cardio. And for a few months after, I was still feeling the benefits of it, but at this point, I think it's worn off, and I need to get myself back into that routine. But the biggest thing that that meditating really does it helps it helps clear the mind of noise and internal dialogue and negative thoughts. It helps us let go of those things a bit better. So while it can be very difficult, really at the end of the day, meditating is sort of just sitting with your thoughts and learning to let them go or learning to observe them without getting too attached to them. Um, So when when I do it, it's pretty simple, pretty basic. I just sit, I close my eyes and I try to quiet or turn down the the inner noise and the inner chatter. And if you've ever done that, if you've ever just sat in silence and closed your eyes and tried to turn your inner dialogue off, you pretty quickly realize how loud, how loud our inner chatter is and how difficult it can be to turn that off, which might, might be near impossible or to at least turn the volume down. But it's been very, it's been very helpful for me. It's been something I do off and on for, I don't know, about the last three, four years. I've really enjoyed it. And I want to get back into my routine because it definitely made a big difference in just how I felt every single day, how I went into my day, how productive I was, how confident and happy I felt. And so those are some tips I have as well for establishing and finding your balance. I'm, I'm no expert. I'm, you know, who am I? I'm just essentially a bikini pro with a mic (laughs) and some software on her MacBook, but I'm no slouch either. I'm a homeowner in Southern California. So keep in mind, the prices are freaking crazy. It took a lot of work to get to this point. I'm a bikini pro. I have two master's degrees. You know, I've put in a lot of work over the years to get to where I am in life. And I'm very proud of all the things I've done. And what it's taken is not anything particularly special, but honestly, just some basic life skills of time management, consistency, following through with deadlines, being very organized. And, and I do take on a lot. So it's, it's hard for me to find balance. I know I'm not the only one that struggles with it, but I also have some really big, scary goals for myself. And so at times I also am willing to accept the fact that this quote-unquote balance is not not really the same as most people's idea of balance. So again, circling back to that idea of aligning your goals with what those goals take to accomplish and then what is your life really going to look like based on that so you can be reasonable, you can be realistic with yourself and objective. And that's really all I got for you guys. So I hope this was helpful. Just know that even... Even people you look up to likely struggle with this. You know, people who are celebrities, Fortune 500 CEOs, Instagram models, all these people, they struggle with this too. They have the same issues as you. They have the same type of problems. They have the same worries and stresses and concerns in their life. And we're all just trying to do our best. So some of these simple things can help a lot just with stress, with enjoyment of life, with how we show up every single day so I really hope this was helpful I hope it was valuable our next episode of bikini things I believe will be an episode with my Michelle and myself talking about reverse dieting off-season tips things like that because we are getting into the end of the year a lot of us bikini babes are hanging up the heels for the year and going into an improvement season so that's definitely an episode we want to get out there So if this was valuable, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with a friend. If you like this episode, share it with a friend you think might enjoy it. Check us out on Instagram at bikini underscore things, and I will catch you in the next episode.